Diablo 3, the long-awaited sequel to yet another hit series by Blizzard, has been all over the news as of late. Videos and first-hand accounts of the beta have been flying fast and furious, including our own character walkthrough video series. And speculation of whether the game would release for the holidays has finally been quelled by Blizzard itself last Friday. Assurances that the beta will extend and expand to whet gamers' appetites as they wait for the real thing do little to assuage the disappointment. But what does this mean for the other games releasing this fall? We'll talk about all of this and more in this week's Big Topic. For the week of September 26th, I'm Mike Dunn. And I'm Ron Burke. And this is the Gaming Trend Podcast. So I'd like to start it off by saying, I think we called it last week. Uh, we both said last week that both Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic, and the folks at Blizzard were just waiting for each other to flinch. And yeah. finally... We got a flinch from Blizzard, and immediately afterwards, we get the uh, the release date for Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yep, yep, we sure did. And uh, I, I think it's also interesting that they announced it at a, a, a game convention keynote. So it, it it feels like they were really hoping Diablo would flinch or Blizzard would flinch before that. Yep, they got their wish. Yep. Um. So yeah, obviously, what you're playing this week? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit of Diablo, actually. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 talk more about that later. But I know you've been playing a couple other things. I have. Uh, I've been working on X Men Destiny. I'll actually have a title uh, review for that on Tuesday. Awesome. Uh, little quick statement about it. What What do you think? Uh... So, yeah, I'm not allowed to talk about it too much, but I will say that uh, it's got some pretty deep cuts, and uh, I'm not I'm not going to be very kind to this review. Yeah. That's about all I can probably say. Yeah, I've been, I've been very skeptical seeing what's been coming out of it the last uh, few months. It, it looked like a, a decent idea, but... Uh, I wasn't really feeling it with the execution in the screenshots or or any of the thing any of the stuff they released about it. Well, I can say this. I mean, when you look at the titles that came before it, uh courtesy of the folks at Raven and then Vicarious Visions, um solid titles. Uh, the X-Men Legends series was great, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series was great, and then now for some odd reason Activision brings in Silicon Knights. Uh fresh off the very painful release of Two Human, uh, which graphically wonderful, storyline not so much, gameplay even worse. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what what happened there. It seems kind of a, an odd move, especially when you look at the success of uh, X-Men First Class. It seems kind of odd, considering that we heard about uh, X-Men Destiny less than a year ago, and all of a sudden it's, it's out. Yeah. The, the week after X-Men Legends or uh, X-Men First Class hits, it seems like this might have been a little bit of a cash-in. But uh, I'll go into that in uh, in depth in my review. Yep. We'll look forward to that on Tuesday. So what else have you been playing, Ron? Any? I mean, you know, I, I know you've been spending an awful lot of time with Diablo 3. Yep, yep. Uh, all told, I want to say that I've captured a little over six and a half hours of footage for Diablo 3, so... If you wanted your fix, I will make sure that you get it. Uh, each run is actually pretty pretty unique, so um, yeah, it it should be entertaining. 
to be able to see all the different classes. Awesome. Uh, the other thing that I'm playing is uh, I managed to get into the Old Republic. So um, I, I don't know if the folks at BioWare and uh, the folks from Blizzard are listening to our podcast, but I'm kind of suggesting that they might be, given that uh, you know keys began to appear after I made the wish. So uh, you know, I'd like uh, a well, large. It's either stack. that or your magic, which well, I'm not. That. I'm it not. Could be. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that stacks of $100 bills will arrive. Um, <laughs> So I'm just throwing that out. If, if stacks of $100 bills can appear, that would be wonderful. Um, no, the uh, the Old Republic, I managed to get into uh, to check out the most recent build of that. Obviously, with the announcement, uh, December 20th, we've got uh, quite a bit of beta left on that. Um, yeah, I can't really talk much about it given the, uh, the NDA, but I am continuing to play that. Um, I've got characters up to level 11 for almost all of the classes. And, uh, yeah, it feels like Bioware quality, so it's still, be- it's still beta, but, uh, but it's coming along nicely. Yeah, I, I mean, December 20th, uh, talk about an 11th hour release. Uh, That's you, not unheard of, though. Oh, I know, I know. You just got to kind of feel some compassion for the Bioware guys, because you know this is just completely annihilating their Christmas vacation this year. Oh yeah, the crunch time's got to be brutal, especially all through the holidays. Yeah. But um, I mean, supporting supporting a launch of a major MMO like this five yeah. days before Christmas in the U.S. and three days before uh, the Europe. Ah. Yeah, that's that's got to take its toll. And then you know, you usually you kind of you get to your crunch, you get to the the Thanksgiving holiday, and you're kind of done. Mm-hmm. So uh, I imagine that. Uh, that's going to make some people awfully sore. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's coming out this week. Sure. Uh, so it looks like probably the one of the biggest releases this week is uh, is going to be Lord of the Rings Online: Rise of Isengard. Yep. Um, I know we've got uh, one of our editors is working on a, a review of that. He's been playing a Lord of the Rings series for quite a while. Uh, been playing Lord of the Rings Online for quite a while. Uh, we got to see Rise of Isengard at E3, so there is some uh, some footage of that on the site, kind of an, an in-depth preview. So uh, I've got my guys working on that, and we'll see uh, a full review of that in the next couple of days. Yeah, I, I've been noticing we've had a lot of coverage of the title, too, so uh, yeah. there's definitely plenty on the site to check out. You know, the Lord of the Rings Online has actually been one of the, the few MMOs that have kind of endured uh, for me. Uh, I get away from it for a little while, and then I find myself downloading the entire client again. Uh, it's, I just can't get away from it. Now that it's free to play, it's it's even easier for me to get sucked back in. I imagine that'll all get put to rest uh, once the Old Republic comes out, but yeah, it, it just keeps sucking me in. It's a it's a decent title. Well, it definitely feels like it feel, fills a, a gap. You know, I, I mean, not everybody is crazy for playing WoW, and uh, and you know, it's a different style. Uh, Sure. Uh, the other title that I play off and on MMO-wise is Rift. And, and uh, again, that's a title that I play for a little while, and then I, I kind of lose interest, and then I come back, and everything's all fresh and interesting again. So, yeah, there's a couple titles that keep pulling me back in. Nice. Uh, yeah, it looks like we got a couple of collections out this week, too. Yeah, this is definitely the uh, So Nice You Buy It Twice uh, week. Yep. Yeah, we've got Ico and the Shadow of the Colossus collection. 
Yeah, also known as the <laughs> shut up and shut up and take my money collection. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll I'll be getting it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will also be getting it. <laughs> um, we've got the Legend of Zelda Four Swords Anniversary Edition. Yep, which uh, should be fun for I, I believe that's for the DS. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, that they didn't remake that for the 3DS. That's just a DS title, but yeah. still, obviously, uh, you know they'll probably do some updating for that. Uh, the other one that's uh, caught on my radar is uh, the Tom Clancy Splinter Cell uh, trilogy. Yep. So taking those original titles and bringing them up to HD spec, that's kind of Ubisoft dipping their toe into that uh, so nice you buy it twice uh, realm. Well, uh, and- I, don't, I can't think of a better series to do it with. Uh, the Splinter Cell series, uh, up until most recently, has probably been one of my favorite uh, stealth action titles. And, and these HD collections have, have generally been pretty good from what I've seen. I mean, I have the God of War one, and sure, it isn't God of War uh, 3 quality, but it's it's pretty decent. And it, yeah. it, it's a whole... It's a, I, I didn't really get into them uh, too much when they came out on the PS2, so you know, I had just finished playing God of War 3, and was in the mood for some more and there it was so yeah oh you mean that you mean the psp yeah the psp collection right oh no no i mean the the god of war one and two oh yeah collection yeah. that okay. came out last year yeah yeah okay so okay. i mean you know the the market obviously can bear it and uh you know a- adding little tweaks and bonuses and in in graphical quality among other things uh is is definitely a good thing Sure, and it's a good way to kind of bring folks from the last generation into this generation, uh, or or people that have just started off gaming with a PS3. You know, they yeah. can go back and and grab a previous title and go, yeah, now I see what all the fuss is about. Yep, and and actually, uh, kind of, I mean, we we've got another HD re-release uh, this week, Resident Evil Code Veronica, and I mean, they just came out with Resident Evil 4 HD last week. Y- you got to yep. wonder. Maybe they could have combined the two, or at least spread them out a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like they could have handled that a little better. Uh, uh, Code Veronica—that was like Dreamcast uh, era, wasn't it? If I remember correctly. Oh, that might be the reason why then. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can understand uh, that may have been a title that a lot of people missed out on. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of the that's kind of the story for all of these HD you know re-releases. They're all you know. Stuff you might have missed out on, yep. uh, but but yeah, that was uh, that was a Dreamcast title. So if you missed out, um, yeah, this is your chance. I know it also came out on the GameCube, uh, where they kind of threw in some uh, some cutscenes and stuff like that that they couldn't pull off on the on the Dreamcast. But uh, yeah, again, might have been something that those hardcore people that refused to let go of their PlayStation Three or PlayStation Two uh, would have completely missed out on. Yep. Yep. All right. Also this week, uh, PC gamers, you'll get your version of Driver San Francisco. Um, oh, here's here's a piece, another PC title that I'm I'm interested in, uh, Game of Thrones Genesis. I have to admit, I've not actually watched the Game of Thrones. Uh, oh. So so beat me up on that. Uh, I've heard it's good, but I've just not carved out the time. Um, I haven't seen anything on the game because I hadn't watched the series. So. Can you speak to it, Danny? Yeah, actually, uh, I, I 
I had the book, the series of books recommended to me for years, and I was kind of on this, uh, no, I'm tired of these long, drawn-out fantasy novel series uh, f- for a solid decade. And the uh, the show came out over the summer, and by the time I watched the second episode, I had already downloaded the book on Kindle. And by the time... Uh, the series was half over. I had uh, pretty much read all of the books. <laughs> oh, nice. And I, I actually had a moment where uh, I had caught up to the series and uh, in the book, in the first book, um, and was left – I had this moral dilemma. The, the series was so good, and it's the first time I've ever experienced – a series like that being so good in uh, a, a TV or a movie format and having not read the books yet, I almost didn't want to continue. But the books, in fact, were so good. I, it was there. I didn't really have much of a choice. So uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny uh, seeing the one, one particular episode and, uh, and seeing my wife's reaction uh, to a, a, a particular incident, which I won't get into here. Okay. Because you have to watch it. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to wonder if if this is a cash grab or if it's a, a serious effort. Uh, I hope it's a serious effort because that would be very cool. Cool. Okay. I will have to check it out. Uh, the other big thing that's, uh, that's out this week is the uh, Fallout New Vegas uh, Gunrunners Arsenal DLC for the Xbox 360 and PS3. And PC. Right. Um, if you're a Fallout fan, this is kind of a, a chance to grab 40 new weapons, uh, a lot of GRA weapon mods. So, you know, high capacity laser rifles and scopes and stabilizers and, uh, you know, various this and that. I want to say there's over 40 weapons and uh, a ton of, of weapon mods. Uh, it adds a new perk, and uh, the, the perk's called the Mad Bomber. And, uh, it's it's kind of uh, an augment to the the crafting system, so you can now craft tin grenades, fat mines, and even the uh, the nuka grenades for the, the nuke launcher. So, uh, you know, if you're still cranking out the the Fallout fun with uh, Fallout New Vegas, there's your chance to play with that. Nice, nice. Yep, and and uh, also this week we've got a, a soccer soccer face off. We've got FIFA Soccer Twelve. And Pro Evolution Soccer 2012. Oh, you're going to get your ass beat. It's FIFA. <laughs> oh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> I'm not a sports game player. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a horde of angry, angry people that will explain that it's soccer, not football, and then they're going to explain the uh, pronunciation <laughs> at length. All right, fine. I'll just call it FIFA Football 12. How about that? Oh, I'm sure that'll make you popular. <laughs> Yeah, the FIFA series is uh, is pretty popular. I actually saw this at E3. I'm not a huge uh, you know soccer fan myself, um, although I did play soccer as a kid. Uh, it just never has translated to me for video games. Um, but the game is gorgeous. Uh, EA really uh, busted their ass to improve the animation system. I saw FIFA uh, last year and eh, a little bit of glidey uh, animations and some collision issues, but uh, a lot of that looks like it's been cleaned up for uh, for FIFA 12. Nice. Uh, I'm sure there are some folks on the forums that are drooling over this particular title. They'll be able to 
kind of fill in the gaps on that one. Yep, yep. Let's I think that's pretty much the big ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few other ones. There's Serious Sam BFE coming out on Steam on the 30th. Uh, Salato Robo Red the Hunter, which I know we've had some coverage on the site for, but couldn't really tell you too much about. And, yeah, a few other odds and ends, but uh, nothing really jumps out at me. Yep, that and X Men Destiny, which is oh, Tuesday. Oh yeah, that's right. X-Men yep, Destiny. that's Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for the the week's releases. Then uh, let's let's move on to Diablo three. Alrighty. So uh, yeah, if you've been watching the video series, um, I've got coverage that kind of goes from character inception all the way through to the defeat of the Skeleton King. Uh, there's no telling if this, you know, beta content will actually be in the final game or not. Uh, you know, mostly Blizzard's trying to stress out their servers. Um, the one thing that I wanted to address that really just blew me away, uh, the download for the beta was a shade over two gigs. Oh, wow. And I have a decent connection. Um, so I went and unloaded the dishwasher while I was waiting for it to, uh, to be done, which is maybe a five-minute task. Mm. I came back. It was ready to play. Nice. Um, Blizzard has seriously beefed up their download service since the last time I've used it. And uh, I don't know if they're peering with uh, companies like LimeWire to move the content closer to users, but that beta came down really damn fast. And uh, they used the same system that they did for World of Warcraft, where um, it's kind of three stages. You start that initial download, and then after about a gig, the game is available not all the assets will be there, but you can actually still jump into the game and do some simple things, probably like use the auction house. Oh, nice. Uh, and then, you know, when it's completely done and playable, then everything is, you know, everything's all in, uh, downloaded and installed. But, uh, yeah, it was a very quick download process, and uh, I was very impressed at how just how fast it, uh, it came down to my machines. And, and just to clarify, we've got the Demon Hunter uh, video series up right now. And uh, we should have the Barbarian series uh, posted by the time you're listening to this. Uh, yep. And uh, the rest are in the works. So I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. Um, each run is unique. The beta is static. It's not the uh, randomly generated dungeons that we saw in Diablo 1 and 2. Um, I don't know if that's a, a feature of Diablo 3 or not, um, but that the... There is some randomness to it. Like, for instance, uh, when you have to go after King Leoric's crown to, uh, to go defeat the Skeleton King, where the, uh, the actual dungeon is placed in the graveyard is, is different every time. Uh, the dungeon itself is the same, though. Uh, you still see the, the same uh, sort of randomness in creatures, but there are some new creature types. Uh, for those who played Diablo II extensively, uh, you'll remember how much of a pain in the ass it was fighting any monster that had electricity. Uh, there's a new king of instant spam death, and uh, you'll actually get to see that in the uh, in the video. I faced off against uh, a boss and got completely obliterated inside of a, a second. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, there, there's a new king of uh, instant spammy death. Uh, also in the uh, in the video, you'll you'll get to see... Uh, sometimes I go a little bit off the beaten path uh, to show off some of the other uh, little aspects of the beta. So you're really going to want to check out all five of them. 
just uh, just know that to watch all of them, you'll be setting aside at least six hours of time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I- I've recorded a little video in the last <laughs> couple of days. Oh man. There uh, is some. There are there's some uh, some other really cool features though that I wanted to talk about. Uh, they kind of surprised me. So when you pick up stuff in Diablo three. Uh, the the items that you pick up, other than the items that are specific to a class, like if you pick up a pair of pants or a boot set or uh, chest armor, unless it says wizard only or barbarian only, those may look like, you know, let's say we're playing a barbarian. Those look like barbarian items, and when you put them on, they look like barbarian items for your barbarian. You pull them off and you put them into the stash that you have in town, which, by the way, is a community stash for all of your characters. Uh-huh. So when you log in as, say, a wizard, and you pop that, that stash open, those are now wizard items. And when you pull them out and you put them on, they look like wizard items. So all the item sets actually change uh, based on the character that you're using, and you can put them in your box and hand them to a different character. So you'll notice as I run the first run, I've got no gear. But by the last run, I got lots of gold gear. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, you can actually kind of game the system a little bit and, uh, and ramp up your character a little ahead of time, uh, handing your, your, your next run of characters, your own fat loot you might've accumulated from a previous run. Yeah. You got to wonder if they might, I don't know, nerf that a bit before the release. Uh, but well, it's, that only, it's certainly that only really cool. benefits one that only really benefits one character. Right. So, you know, for PVP, that might be annoying, but, uh, yeah, who knows? It's certainly possible. They've got time until 2012 at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, you, you got to think, it, it does kind of increase the replayability of, of the single player. Sure. You know? And, yeah. it, and it, it takes away that the sting of that initial I don't own anything and I suck mm-hmm. uh, kind of aspect of it. Yeah, I was really impressed that the items you pick up actually uh, show up on your character, too. Yeah, I guess I should have a better job with that. I guess I should have expected a little more, but I, I remember, I mean, back in the the original Diablo days, there was only so much of that going on. I think there's three or four sets. It was kind of the the rags, leather, mm-hmm. uh, better leather, and then uh, walking tank kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's certainly better than it has been in the past. Uh, it's not. You know, there's there are sites out there that have cataloged all the armor sets already. Mm-hmm. How the hell do they do that? that? <laughs> I mean, for one, where do you find the time? But uh, yeah, I, there are people out there that have already cataloged all the unique sets that are uh, that are out there. I don't know if they've gotten all the the sets, but it seems like a pretty comprehensive list. Well, I mean, you got to wonder if Blizzard might not be feeding them some of that too. I know that uh, that you know Blizzard does accommodate fan sites uh, pretty well and uh, and gives them special downloads. Sure, it's certainly possible. So, um, but yeah, I mean, even then, it's... Man, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yep. So the other thing that I noticed about Diablo 3's beta is that uh, they've, they've done a really good job of making it very accessible. Um, I've got a Dell laptop and uh, I'm able to run it with everything turned all the way up, and uh, it runs beautifully. Uh, on my desktop, which is admittedly obscene, um, I'm pulling like 140 frames a second. So 
Wow. It'll definitely run on pretty much anything. Uh, you know, if you're looking for something that's photorealistic, crazy graphics, that's not Diablo 3. But uh, I think they've done a really good job of kind of updating what, what was presented in Diablo 1 and 2 and keeping with that same look, but still giving it enough of a graphical bump where, you know, that should keep the haters at bay. Well, I mean, you know, Blizzard's always been a little bit more about style than, uh, than you know, really cutting-edge graphics. Right. They reserve right. the, the cutting-edge stuff for their uh, their cutscenes. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, their cutscenes are pretty legendary. Uh, Little-known fact, the uh, the grass that came up in the, uh, what is that, Warcraft 3 um, cutscenes that had the grass kind of flowing in the... Uh, in the background in their CGI. That was all done uh, with a brush. They actually invented the brush system to be able to paint that in instead of doing it all individually. Nice. So, I mean, these guys are, they're, they're kind of like in, inventing round textures. Right. So, you know, th- these guys are kind of the pioneers of that CGI. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> has the, uh, one of the things I'm curious about uh, that wasn't uh, in the first two games uh, the the marketplace, the auction house. Yes. Uh, have you played around with that at all? Is it? Is I have. It... So uh, it's very similar to auction houses in like World of Warcraft or uh, even Rift. So you've got uh, you can bid on items, you can sell uh, your own items to other players. Um, the nice part is that it's very user friendly, very searchable. So the search system has, you know, if you want to search for something as basic as get me something that I can use one-handed as a weapon, and it'll give you a very you know, long list of items. Or you can be very specific. Give me a, a one-handed weapon that uh, only does arcane damage. Or you, know, you can give it very specific traits that you're looking for to help kind of narrow down that specific item that you're looking for. Given the, the randomness of the game, Obviously, there's variability inside uh, each item set. So, you know, if you're looking for an item that improves your chance to find magical other magical items, uh, you know, you'll see the same item name, but each item may be plus six percent or plus four percent or even ten percent. So that's really going to determine that uh, that initial bid price or the buyout price uh, set by the seller. Um, the other aspect of it that you'll see is that uh, the um, the auction house looks like uh, yeah, it looks like it's it's just focusing on your character, but there's a little drop down, and you can access that that group stash. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stash system uh, allows you to kind of you know pull all your items together in one box, so you can kind of you can always kind of access the auction house and be able to to sell off that excess stuff, uh, regardless of which character you're you're logged in as. Uh, which brings me to another point. The money you collect in the game is uh, is also pooled. So when you're watching me go through these playthroughs, I start off with nothing, but by the end, you know, I've got twelve, fourteen grand in gold uh, just sitting there waiting to be used. Now, in in the auction house, uh, is it strictly like you buy an item for X amount of gold, or are there trades as well? Um, there's just the buying system that I've seen right now, uh, where it's just you know items for cash. So I don't see any sort of trade system yet, but that would be something that would be nice if they did that. Um, I imagine what's going to happen for the trade system will be similar to what it was in Diablo 2. you got to meet up with somebody and go into town and drop it on the ground, which has never been a great system. Right. 
So I'm, I'm hoping that in the time between now and release, they'll come up with something better. Yeah, I would imagine maybe it'd be like sort of a sort of a Craigslist, a Diablo Craigslist kind of <laughs> thing. Uh, I've got this, and I'm looking for this. Right, and, right. And, uh, maybe it shows up as a different kind of uh, item when you run your search. So it, it would be cool. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Yeah. Um, you know, and it could also lead to other things that they've done for other games, like World of Warcraft has the uh, the armory system that you can look at on your phone. So it's certainly uh, possible that yeah. they could expand beyond that. Um, the beta does not give access to the uh, the auction house that works for money, so it's just the in-game currency. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Nope. No, the, there uh, would be no point in buying s- stuff with real money for the beta anyway. Everything is going to get wiped, right? Yeah, but you know people. Um, <laughs> when the when the original Xbox came out, I remember seeing an eBay uh, posting for a signed Xbox box, as in the box that it came in. Uh, somebody was at the launch event and got Bill Gates to sign the Xbox box. They sold the box, not the unit in it, but the box itself for $300. So I will live if I live to be 1,000 years old, I will never understand people. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Yep. Um, so let's talk story for a minute. Okay. Uh, are you seeing any, any strong ties to the original two or is it just kind of, Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so one of the, 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 the primary mission that you go on, uh, is actually not to take out the skeleton King, but to find Deckard Kane. Uh, his, I think, I think it's his niece or might be his daughter. Um, Leah is one of the characters in the game, and she sets you off to go try and find Deckard Kane. And uh, you find him down in the crypt being pursued by the minions of the Skeleton King. So when you rescue him, you know, you kind of get that strong tie. Um, there are other ties, in just mechanically, mm-hmm. in the way it works. Like you've got, uh, you know, all your shopkeepers, very similar to the way Diablo uh, 2 handled it. You've got, you know, guys that sell weapons, guys that sell armor, can repair stuff. Uh, eventually you... You meet up with a blacksmith named Hadrick that uh, allows you to create items, uh, which they kind of changed. If you remember back to Diablo 2, you had the uh, the Heradric cube, which allowed you to uh, – most people use it for storage. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but you could also grab gems, and uh, when you put the right you know combination of gems in there, you could – and skulls. You could improve them to the next level of gems or skulls. Uh, with this one, you get – I think it's called the Nephilim cube. And allows you to break down items, whether they're mundane or magical, into their base parts. So you either get scrap or you get uh, magical essence. So it's probably going to be very similar to the way World of Warcraft handles crafting, where you've got different levels of essences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allows you to go to Hadric and give him uh, those scrap items, and he'll make other items for you. Uh, they're kind of uh, roll the dice. Uh, in Diablo 2, you had that one vendor that sold you... You know, hey, give me 10,000 10, gold and I'll give you something completely random. Uh, it's very similar to that where, you know, you've got uh, – you know what you're getting in that you're getting like a hand wrap for the monk. But it's plus between 5 and 7% uh, you know, fine magical ability or uh, fine magical property. And then it's also got random traits. So you kind of get that roll of the dice, continue to, to gold farm and loot whore until you get enough gear to break it down to try and find that, that one item that kind of fills the niche in the way you play. 
Um, and then as you get gold items, when you break those down, you get even more rare uh, materials that you can use to craft items. Uh, I've already seen some nice abuse of that on the auction house. People that have uh, ramped themselves to the maximum level, and they've also uh, collected... As you go through the game, you'll find uh, training pages, and when you put five of them together, you get a training book. And when you put, I want to say, five training books, if you give, I think it's five training books and a certain amount of money to Heydrick, he'll level up so he can create other items. And uh, there is a maximum level for the beta, given that the beta is only about, you can you can speed run it in about an hour. Um, so you can create items that are beyond the maximum level of the beta. So you're seeing people selling ridiculously overpowered items and uh, people snapping them up and then going, oh, well, shit, I, I can't get to level 17, so I can't use this. <laughs> Gotta love it. Always somebody gaming the system. <laughs> no wonder they're selling them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't use this either. So, uh, yeah, there, there's definitely already some of that going on. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, I, what I've seen, what I've, I've been looking at, at – most of the videos, what what I've seen feels very true to the Diablo formula, uh, and and I mean it it is a formula to be sure, but just you know even you just talking about the the auction house and the way you can upgrade these weapons and the way you can up, upgrade Hadric, it it's it feels like they've added you know more layers of uh, complexity to it that that you know you can discover and have fun with sure so the the big pull with diablo is obviously the next shiny thing around the bend right right so it's you know it's that next attempt at trying to get uh you know xyz plate of the whale kind of stuff you know i'm looking for a whatever crazy item um you know and that's that's kind of the draw you know what what crazy item am i going to get next or if i've beaten the game if i go back and beat it again Am I going to get a different gold drop this time? So uh, you know, I kind of I, I can see where they're they're doing that, and then adding the the randomness of being able to create your own items uh, adds a layer. Uh, Hadric uh, supposedly follows you through uh, through the game, so you'll be upgrading him quite a bit. Um, also, being able to have your items created for your minions that follow you around, your your companions. Uh, you now have uh, a weapon slot and uh, a shield slot, ring slots, and a neck piece slot. Plus, uh, as they level up, they get different traits now. So um, the one example that we have from the beta, uh, your minion can either do a taunt. Uh, when you're at 75% uh, health loss, uh, he can taunt and try and pull the creatures off of you. Great if you're a caster class. Mm -hmm. Or... Um, he can also do a, a healing uh, spell, so you know you you kind of have some customization not only with yourself but also with your your characters. So you can you can make it the game you want to play. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, I, one of the things that uh, that kind of irritated me a little bit about the uh, the first two, which I, I very strongly suspect won't be an issue or as much of an issue uh is you know as you go as you go through the the different levels of the game and you get to the higher levels all of a sudden you're seeing a lot of the same monsters or creatures uh that you've seen in previous levels but because they're a different color now 
they're more powerful. Sure, sure. The palette swap monster problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just it kind of took me out of the game in the later levels, and and it felt it felt like I was kind of churning through it rather than you know getting excited about getting to the next level sort of thing. Yeah, it reminds you that you're playing uh, a loot horn game. Right. You know, you're focusing on just slicing through whatever random, you know, texture creatures in front of you. Yeah. Uh, what, what is the phrase that the ninja monkey that's in front of you? Yeah. And uh, and just you know, waiting for them to spew forth items for you to have. Um, I've not seen a lot of that. Uh, even in this this beta, there's a lot of uh, variety in the in the monster types. Um, I haven't seen any palette swap type monsters. And every run of the beta that I've recorded so far has had a different uh, random boss monster type. Uh, so you've got ones that teleport. Um, my last run, I ran into ones that were diseased. So every time I'd hit them, they'd spew out this poisonous gas that would kick your ass. And then when they die, they explode in more poison gas. So uh, those guys are a pain. Um, the, uh, the random spammy death ones, I want to I say they're called ethereal. And they, they make these purple tentacle head things pop out of the ground and just throw. Uh, if you think back to Diablo 1, if you, when you get to hell and you fight the succubi and they, they spew those, those uh, energy balls at you, imagine that. But these things are able to pop up no matter where you are. And there is a change in the way those sub-boss monsters are handled. Um, in, in Diablo 1 and 2, when you ran into those creatures, it was just the boss that did that whatever item. You know, he was spewed lightning or teleported or that kind of thing. Not so. They bring their friends this time. So there is a, a, a central boss of that type. You know, so if you've got like the teleporting guys, the boss will teleport around. But then he'll have minions that come with him. Those guys teleport too. Um, that becomes a real pain in the ass when you're fighting guys that freeze you. And uh, you can't seem to get away from him because you're in one of those very tight corridor areas. So, you know, you hit this guy and he dies and then he explodes and freezes you or explodes and makes you slow. And his buddies can all catch up and start kicking your ass. So uh, it's not just the bosses this time around. The minions are are just as tough as the bosses. And that's definitely changing uh, my strategy on how, how close I get to certain monsters. Nice. Yeah, I mean, back to the pallet changing monsters thing yep. real quick. I, I mean, obviously back then it was, it was because of the uh, limitations of the technology. Sure. I don't I feel say, like I want to say we played that on what a Pentium 100. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I imagine it's going to be a lot better this time around, especially since, you know, it, I mean, the game looks beautiful, but it, it, it's not really pushing any, uh, any envelope. Yeah. It's not the Crytek engine. Yeah. So, um, and they've been working on it a good long time, so I, I, I think it's going to be great. I, I'm, I, I'll be honest; that's one of the things I'm looking forward to most. I, I wonder what Bill Roper thinks of it, because uh, Bill Roper was kind of the big guy in Diablo two, and uh, you know, then he split off to to handle Hellgate London, and I think it had all the item uh, randomization, but uh, the rest of it kind of went to hell. Right. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, so <laughs> so I wonder what Bill Roper has to say about it. Uh, I've not I've not heard hide or hair of him, uh, you know, any sort of interviews or anything about Diablo three. So I know yeah. he was involved in, in the beginning. So I'm kind of interested to hear, 
if uh, if it kind of follows his original plan for it, if they went a different direction. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. If my last game was Hellgate London, I'd probably be keeping a low profile right now too. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is making a, a comeback. Uh, yeah. That Korean that Korean company uh, is getting ready to relaunch in the United States, and there is an open beta for uh, for Hellgate if you wanted to jump back into it. I'll yeah. just uh, go. I'll just hang back and cry my crocodile tears of uh, of pain as I look at my collector's edition box with the uh, quote unquote lifetime uh, subscription to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lifetime of whom? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you you gotta feel like they're they're like, okay, Diablo three is about to come up. We need to milk this. <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah. they have to get that done. Yeah. I'm sure they're breathing breathing a sigh of relief that uh, they've got till at least 2012 to to milk the uh, the golden teats of uh, of Hellgate. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I mean we're we're talking about Diablo three and and you know how how it's kind of affecting the industry. I mean we mentioned it before. It, it really does leave the field wide open for uh, Old Republic. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think the guys at uh, Bioware Austin are probably breathing a sigh of relief that they won't have to contend with that juggernaut. Yep, yep. Uh, and you know, I'll, I'll be honest; it's probably good for gamers too. You know, this is a really strong season. We've got a lot of great titles coming up. So, yeah, I probably could uh, could wait a little longer for Diablo. Uh, it would be nice to not have so much on my plate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and especially with both of those titles having so much to put on the plate. Oh, yeah. Good grief. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, my, my wife's actually going to join me for both games, so I'm, I'm kind of excited. Uh, as a guy, you know, my wife typically plays uh, the kids' titles that we review at Gaming Trend. Um, so it's nice to see her actually interested. She was watching me play Diablo, and she's like, I can see myself playing that with you. Uh, I think the simplicity of Diablo works really well for her. Uh, you know, it's not complicated like World of Warcraft where you've got like, you know, eight, uh, you know, items at the bottom and then you've got a sidebar on, on each side. And you've got all these skills and crazy stuff. Uh, you know, it is pretty simple. Uh, you got two mouse buttons and you've got five hot bar items by the time you've leveled up enough to have them. Uh, so, you know, it does kind of break you in easy, especially comparatively. Yeah. Did you see this article that came out this week? Uh, about Diablo three, uh, somebody from GameSpy. Yeah, somebody, somebody young from GameSpy. <laughs> yes, uh, debating on, uh, <laughs> on why Diablo didn't become a first-person shooter. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we call that StarCraft Ghost. Let me go ahead and look. Let me look over at my library. No, I don't seem to have that title in my uh, in my library. So yeah, no, that's dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing that this guy is straight out of uh, high school. So, yeah, the isometric view is just fine. And I think it goes exactly back to what I just said. It makes it very simple because you don't have to fight with a camera. It's a very low barrier to entry. It gets folks able to play the game and not have to worry about also controlling the camera and movement, mouse and keyboard. You can kind of play uh, Diablo almost uh, one-handed. Yeah, I, I mean... You gotta, you gotta wonder how that article got past an editor. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a bad question. It's just uh, I, I don't understand uh, why you would you list that as a negative. 
Um, you know, Diablo is a well. You said it. It's a formula. It, you're not going to suddenly break that formula for the third one and go, yeah, you know, you, you guys were looking for this, but we gave you that. Uh, you know, people know what, what to expect out of Diablo. You know, you look at uh, the titles that have kind of been aping it for a long time. You look at, uh, you know, we've actually mentioned a couple of them. You got the Torchlight titles. You got the uh, Titan Quest titles. You know, people know what to expect out of Diablo, and to suddenly go. And now it's Call of Duty. I mean, uh, Call of Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. It, no. 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 If you want to make a separate offshoot title, then please license the Crytek engine and make StarCraft Ghost. But uh, yeah, Diablo needs to be isometric, and uh, it needs to stay that way. Yeah. I mean, I just gotta. Honestly, the question itself isn't bad. Um, I mean, just or it could be it could be simpler than that. Maybe the guys at Blizzard cannot render the back of anything. Maybe it's all just a big. Maybe it's all a big backdrop. I don't know. They don't want you rotating the camera because you'll see the wizard behind the curtain. The guys at Blizzard can't can't uh, can't render the backside of anything. Well, I mean, it's just it's so strange to be. No, no, I'm spreading that rumor. That's that's how it's going to go. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely. Got everybody talking this week. Uh, sure. I mean, there there is tons of content out there. Tons of content art on our site alone. Um, you know, I, I've not actually seen anybody put uh, this the full six to eight hours of uh, of beta content out there. That's a lot of capture and a lot of footage. So I'm hoping that we've kind of done it, done it the proper service. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I've seen looks pretty good, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I do have a couple deaths in the Barbarian video, just saying. Um, yeah. Uh, my, some of my runs were less than perfect. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I'd rather see some imperfection in some of that because you want to see how that looks too, you know? Sure. It's... And there is a change there, actually. Um, you know, Diablo 2, well, Diablo 1 too, uh, uh, when you died, your items and money spew forth. And, you know, then you're kind of doing this corpse drag thing, you know, where you try and get back to the area that you couldn't handle before to recover your corpse while you're running around half naked. Uh, you know, that was a huge pain in the ass. And sometimes you spend as much time trying to recover your corpse as you did getting there the first time. Um, Diablo 3 is different. When you die, you take a 10% hit to all of your item durability, and that's it. You don't drop cash. You don't spew forth items. Or anything like that. I don't know how it's going to work PvP, but uh, but that's how it works currently with uh, in the single player game. Well, and, and that probably speaks to how it's probably even uh, more accessible than the originals, uh, which in sure. this day and age it kind of has to be. Uh, to be honest, not not that I think that's dumbing it down, but I mean that's a game mechanic that they probably got quite a bit of complaints about. Sure. And, you know, I don't expect that just because it's a formula doesn't mean it can't change. Right. Uh, you know, there are feedback items that I'm sure that they went, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's not dumbing it down. It's making it where it's not frustrating. A game should be fun to play. These are our escape from reality. Uh, if you're frustrated and angry because you can't recover your corpse, well, I don't know how much fun that is. Right. And we got a comment on the site uh, when we posted the announcement of the delay um, from one of our readers that I kind of want to talk about too, uh, which ties into the formula thing. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, 
Arclight from the forums uh, was asking why he'd why uh, a game like this would take so many years to finish. Um, oh, okay. Isn't the basics of gameplay still pretty much the same as the previous editions? I'm sure the graphics and sound are far ahead, but worth, years worth ahead. Yeah. And and I actually did reply to that. No, I, I, I yeah, I know, and and what you said makes sense, but I want to add to it. So you you said that it's all about balance, which of course is very important. I mean, they've introduced a lot of new gameplay uh, stuff to the to the formula, and you know. The thing about Blizzard is that they meticulously balance all the games uh, before they're released. But I I also think uh, it has to... I feel like the beta is just scratching the surface of what's in this game. There's probably so much more that we don't know about it. I mean, if the game was the beta all the way through, but just with amped up abilities and such... I just don't see that happening. No. And realize, uh, this is not Blizzard that put out Diablo 2. This is Blizzard that puts out World of Warcraft. That's the largest MMO in the world. I'm going to guess that they know how to test their code. Right. Uh, At this point, I'm thinking that they have a quality assurance program that is, bar none, probably the best in the industry. I don't hear a lot of pain and angst over uh, patches that come out from from, uh, World of Warcraft. So... I think they've probably got enough folks to go, okay, we've tested our servers and we've tested our download system and we tested you know, a wide variety of, of different machines uh, with this beta and that's what we needed. The actual content, I think they've probably got enough people to handle that. Well, I mean, chances are they've had the content pretty much done for months. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's all balance and, and making sure all of, all of these online systems work uh, because – all of that is going to get hammered from the get-go. Oh yeah, well, and you know, this is their, uh, this is not their first rodeo with a digital download title either. Mm-hmm. So they'll be ready for that initial flood, um, and especially with the the requirement of that always-on, uh, you know, aspect of it, uh, they're going to have to have a very robust system. Um, I know that uh, the very first day that I got into the beta. Um, I did have that head scratching moment where I'm like, God damn it. Okay. This is exactly why people are worried because the server went down and didn't come back up for about an hour and I couldn't play at all. So, you know, that does kind of underscore people's concerns about, about the DRM or whatever Blizzard would like to call it. Right. Um, you know, that always on requirement, but uh, yeah, they they really need to make sure that they've tested enough to be able to handle that influx. Right. Well, I mean, that's why you hold betas. It's 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 so you you can so that so everything breaks before it's really right. It's the soft opening for the restaurant. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And and I mean, you know, what makes a game like this take years to finish by a company with almost unlimited resources? I mean, Blizzard practically invented the phrase. We'll release it when it's done. I think that probably goes to id, but uh, but yeah, they've definitely kept up with it. <laughs> well, I mean, they've definitely been carrying the torch. Uh, I mean, I would say probably the three companies that, that really do that the most would be uh, id, Blizzard, and uh, Valve. Yeah, uh, remember that uh, with episodic content, uh, it'll come out more frequently. <laughs> yeah. For those of you waiting for episode three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'd just be happy if they gave us Half-Life 3. 
No, Valve cannot count to three. We've gone over this. <laughs> there will never be a Left 4 Dead 3. There will never be a Half-Life 3. They cannot count to three. Nobody over there has enough fingers for this. All right, so so maybe maybe they're the King Arthur of uh, of the the game industry. The next one will be four. Let's just skip right over it. Sure, yeah. that could happen. <laughs> it worked for Leisure Suit Larry, right? <laughs> right. So uh, the other part of uh, of Diablo three that really has impressed me is the way that they've kind of folded in. You know, a lot of games have uh, cutscenes that pull you away. Um, more recently, we've seen graphic engines come along in a way that they can do in-game cutscenes. Um, you see a little bit of an aspect of that in Diablo three, but they've really made it more about uh, immersing the player in the environment that they're in. Uh, so it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go back to town and I'm going to get more story. Uh, you actually get story as you move along. Um, you know, before you confront King Leoric, you actually uh, see a little interaction between uh, some ghosts that are entombed in the royal crypts. Um, you know, they've kind of folded that into the gameplay really nicely. Um, they've also folded environmental attacks into the into the system. So as you're running around, you know, you, you may find uh, a little latch that you can hit and drop a chandelier on a, a group of monsters or there may be a, a reinforced section of a stone wall and you, you tag it with an arrow and uh, that section of the wall crumbles down and, and hits those enemies. So they've, they've kind of uh, taken some cues from other, uh, from other games and uh, folded it into the, the formula that has worked so well for them. If you, look, if you log into Diablo 2 right now, there's still a lot of people playing it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and I would imagine part of what they're kind of holding back on for the beta are are possibly like some really, really full blown, graphically amazing uh, cutscenes uh, that that you know they're just waiting for the final release on. Yeah, we really have not seen a lot of CGI work uh, for Diablo 3. Yeah. Um, they've kind of kept it all under the radar. The videos that are on the site are all done in-game engine, uh, and they actually look better than the beta clients. So that does kind of suggest that maybe we're getting the low-res textures. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like Blizzard has said, they're really interested in testing their service more than they are the product. I'm sure that they're getting bug reports and such from folks um, but yeah, it's more about making sure that the infrastructure works the way it's supposed to. Absolutely. So, what 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 could you say to to sum up your experience with Diablo three this last week? Uh, well, I, I'd have to say that uh, it's actually exceeded my expectations. I was I was kind of expecting that with World of Warcraft catching so much traction since Diablo 2 came out, I really expected that they'd kind of make a World of Diablo craft kind of thing where you've got a, a bar of eight items down at the bottom. Um, and then there was speculation about how things were going to work with them not, uh, you know, with, with Diablo 1 and 2, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to go fight the boss. I'll be right back. I'm going to go to town and stock up on 30 potions each. And that kind of stuff is gone. Um, you know, you do have potions, but there's a cooldown timer that's pretty significant. Um, you know, the only way that you're actually surviving is by continuing to take down other monsters and getting the health drops that they have. You can use the uh, the potions as kind of a rescue, but it's really more about the, the game mechanic for that particular creature, or uh, that particular character, I mean. Like the monk generates a certain, uh, you know, generates energy by taking down monsters. 
the uh, the demon hunter has a split between I want to say it's rage and mana. So there, there's each character has a different mechanic, and it's no longer about just spamming the uh, spamming the number keys to to keep yourself full of energy as you go toe to toe with whatever creature. They've really refined the mechanics that they that made Diablo two work. And they've replaced the uh, the mechanics of the stuff that don't. Uh, one of the things that really uh, really blew me away was the fact that it doesn't load after you're done with that initial load. The game does not load. So when you transition from area to area, it's instant. Uh, I mentioned this before. When you fight Duriel, the giant uh, slug creature with the uh, the huge claws in Diablo two. Uh, everybody knows this creature because everybody's died about a thousand times trying to fight the damn thing. It's a very tight, confined space. You walk in through the room, you load, you die. Um, it, it just, it was a badly designed boss fight. Uh, now, you know, you walk through a room and you're instantly there and there's usually some sort of cutscene interdiction that allows, you know, the game to catch up. I'm imagining, um, but yeah, the whole thing is, is seamless, and it doesn't ever take you out of the game for loading other than the initial load to start the game. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the uh, original uh, claims to fame for the uh, the first Dungeon Siege, am I right? Yeah, uh, Dungeon Siege, I want to say that that game pretty much lets you run free, uh, and you, you really didn't load until you transitioned to a completely different area. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that... Just looking at the videos, it really seems very focused on rapid progression and and just, you know, continuous movement. And I think that's good. I think yeah. that's a good thing. Yep. And uh, after I'm done with the uh, the initial run with all the characters so you can see how they operate by themselves, uh, I'm going to do some recordings and try and get some four-player action so you can see what the game has to be – well, if I can answer the question of why uh, it takes so long – when we have four players that are all different, uh, all having you know access to all these monsters and all these spells and everything else, I think that'll really show why it takes so long to balance all of these characters. Yep, and I think it'll really answer that question. Yeah, I, I hope I hope you know hope that helps ArcLight out. Yeah, I mean I mean we're all really really anxious to play this game, and I totally understand. But, uh, but well. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see the the beta open up a little more soon. Uh, I know that this is kind of an extension of the friends and family, and then uh, some limited press. But uh, yeah, we'll see that open beta probably. I'm going to guess at the end of this month, or uh, it may kick off at BlizzCon, which has kind of always been our our supposition that uh, BlizzCon would be the the opening of the floodgates. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I'll actually be on hand uh, to cover BlizzCon. If you, as a reader, uh, you know, want a chance to actually meet myself and uh, our photographer, uh, we'll be there on site Friday and Saturday. So, uh, you know, get in touch and we'll we'll have lunch. Yeah, and what, what's the date for that again? Uh, October something. <laughs> uh, let me look it up. It's it's like the the second or third week in October, I believe. Yeah, October twenty first and twenty second. Uh, we'll be yeah. at the Anaheim Convention Center. Awesome, awesome. Looking forward to that. Yep, I know that they're going to have the uh, the global StarCraft two league there as well. So uh, we'll we'll get some StarCraft coverage. Inevitably, they're going to have uh, some World of Warcraft stuff there. But uh, this looks like the 
the all Diablo all the time uh, BlizzCon, and that's just fine with me. <laughs> Diablo beach towel, here I come. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. And if uh, if any of you readers have any uh, questions for Ron as he's play- continuing to play through the beta, uh, either drop them on the forums or drop us an email uh, at podcast at gamingtrend.com. Or you can uh, also hit up the comment uh, system uh, on our on our video posts. Uh, you, you can use the comment system, which you can log in with your forum uh, information, or you can log in with uh, Facebook and various other things. Yep, yep. Well, excellent. Uh, I think that about does it for this week. Um, this is the uh, Gaming Trend Podcast signing off for the week of September 26th. Thanks. See you next week. <laughs>